recorded. Yeah, I was just actually uh, just actually listening to uh, episode 16, and I mentioned some stuff, and I wanted to get back to it, and I don't think I ever did. So before I uh, forget again, one thing was um, <laughs> how people are like, "Back in my day, we didn't have this technology." People love saying that. It's like. Yeah, yeah, obviously, uh, you know, technology advances and uh, whatever. But it's like the whole point of saying it is to put yourself in like this position where we got by with less and, uh, you know, we're uh, to put yourself in an elevated, uh, you know, to look down on a younger generation saying that, oh, we're stronger and better than you because we got by with less, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it, it's fucking retarded, but we all fucking do it. And, um, but one, one, it happens all the time. One of them that gets me all, is I use a cart, an appliance cart. And people are like, oh, you need to use a cart. And why? This lady the other day, like, oh, the technology they have now. In our day, you know, you just, you didn't have it, right? And I'm like, it's a fucking cart. Like, fuck. It's the, the fucking technology you are describing is the fucking wheel. It's the fucking wheel. It's not a fucking crazy ass fucking brand new thing. It's a fucking, it, it's a goddamn wheel. <laughs> I don't know exactly when the wheel was invented. I, recorded history doesn't go far enough back to like verify exactly when the wheel was created. However, I know it wasn't like fucking 2000 something. I don't even think it was in the 1980s. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about, lady? Though on our day, we didn't have this technology. She's not even the first one to say that specific thing. Like, you didn't have carts? You didn't have fucking wheels? That's what you're telling me? So when you, lady, specifically, were removing appliances, you didn't have a cart. Like, I don't believe any of that. Like, I do remember working uh, without a cart, like without a uh, dolly or one of those fucking boogie board moving carts or like all these, whatever. I remember not having them. That's not because the technology hadn't advanced enough. That's because my fucking, the, the first guys I worked for were crooked as shit. Fucking, uh, I don't even know. Well, I mean, I can talk about those guys. They fucking vanished off the face of the earth, but they had no fucking, they were, they were hiring homeless people. They were hiring random kids. I was just a 14 year old kid hanging out on the fucking stoop. You know, on the street, and and then they was just like, hey, you, you want a job? Yeah, of course we want fucking. You know, we're like hanging out like the fucking uh, Mexicans at fucking Home Hardware or uh, Home Depot. Home Hardware has no Mexicans, man. Fucking bullshit. Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck. Honestly, man, I, I I heard someone complaining too about um, all these Mexicans taking these these jobs, and it's just like. In our day, we didn't have that. No, that's the exact technology that predates all other technology. Fucking, uh... But the thing is, is, um... With migrant workers and shit, they, but, but it's like, oh, they're taking our jobs. It's like, yes, but can you do as much work as them? Do you want their shitty fucking jobs? Like, go try to fucking do their job. And then you'll be like, oh, fuck, thank God they took this fucking job from me. Like... What the fuck is your problem? Jesus Christ. I, I, I don't know. It's just, it's it's silly. But the, the getting back to the technology thing. The other one um, um, is the people being like, oh, you ever try those lifting straps? 
And it's like, they're so, oh, they make everything so much easier. And it's like, have you ever tried those lifting straps? They fucking suck. Like, what the fuck are you lifting with those things? When have you ever used them? But every day, people fucking tell us about these things as if we've never heard about them. And it's like, I've used those things many times. They're a fucking nightmare. They're like, they're easy to like carry shit that's like not too heavy and like, you don't go up and down stairs. You're just like walking like across a, like a, a small room on a flat surface. It's like, they're, but regardless of whether they work or they don't, why the fuck are people so adamant to tell us? They're so excited. Like, oh my God, have you tried these lifting shops? They're amazing. They just make everything so much easier. And it's like, what the fuck did they make easier? What fucking job specifically were you doing? Where these straps are like, whoa, it's like there's no weight at all anymore. Like, oh, for fuck's sake. But anyway, the other thing is, and this is another piece of new technology, a fucking strap, a goddamn strap. Like, fuck, oh, whoa, who the fuck invented that? that <laughs> that's that's going to change the fucking world. Jesus Christ, man. Oh, gee, fuck, yeah, like, you ever see the guys fucking setting records for deadlifts? Yeah, they strap their fucking wrists, but they're gonna just, like, strap, they put a strap on the bar. Whoa, I can lift twice as much now. Holy shit. I don't know. It's fucking stupid. I don't, I don't understand. I, you, well, I think part of it is people, they want to look at you and be like, ah, that, that bothers me that this guy has to lift so much and work so hard. And, I, you know, some people feel that feeling of empathy. And then they're like, they invent this bullshit in their head where, oh, well, it's really fucking easy. So that job's not so hard and I don't have to feel bad. It's like, you don't have to fucking feel bad, but like to just be like, wow, now that there's lifting straps and cart, this new strap and cart technology that was just invented, I think around 2015-ish. Now, uh, <laughs> now these jobs are so fucking easy. Like, what the fuck? That, I, I don't know, that sounds retarded, but every single day you hear shit like this. Uh, the other one, I was in a doctor's office, and the doctor's like, oh, uh, you know, I'm talking about like, getting hurt or whatever, and he's like, well, don't you have carts? Like, really? Are you serious? Like, you're a fucking doctor. You're that fucking stupid? Like, you think, oh, yeah, yeah, I got a cart. <laughs> or like, no, what, what are you talking about? What the hell's a cart? And then I'm going to, like, run out and, like, fucking discover this new, brand new technology. And like, wow, all along I've been fucking, like, just... <laughs> lifting everything but I didn't know that the cart had fucking been invented like it's like you're it'd be like me telling the doctor like well haven't you ever heard of Google like you know what I mean why the fucking why'd you go to school like you can just Google everything why do you even exist you know I can just go on a WebMD like fuck's sakes man just they just have to completely disregard everything you fucking everything that gave your life any sort of meaning just like well, you know, you've been replaced by a cart. And it's like, oh, oh, God. But that that's uh, that's one of those fucking, like, small little weak guys who's, like, just has to constantly fucking... I don't know. I don't know. Just just a very small person has to bring you down and, and, and you know... Like, one guy, I don't know, we were working at his house, and, like, out of nowhere, he's just like, well... <sighs> And I don't know, he just felt challenged by our existence. He's like, well, this guy, if he tried to do my job, he'd have a hard time with that. So, you know, I'm like, who are you talking to? I don't give a shit. 
like, you know, just like, <laughs> you know, well, yeah, sure, you can lift a lot of stuff and do your job, but you couldn't do my job. Like, who the fuck said I could? I don't even know what you do. Have you, like, you know what I mean? I, yeah, whatever. I don't know what the fuck your job is. I don't give a shit. But, like, some people just feel threatened by other people, and then they have to, like, fucking justify themselves. This happens a lot. Like, I'm not, I'm not really that big anymore. Like, fuck, I'm almost down to, like, two... Fuck, what, what, I got down to, like, 208, which is, like, super lightweight for me. Because I used to be, like, you know, two... Well, my last weigh-in was, like, 248. And uh, I got as big as 280. But anyway, if you look too big and strong, people, they feel that... They take that as a challenge. They fucking feel challenged just by your fucking presence. And then people will just come up and start fucking telling you, oh, uh how big and tough they are and like how how they can you know how how like it, it's absolutely fucking so goddamn annoying i honestly just want to be small so i don't have to listen to this shit anymore it's it's so fucking stupid well i mean i'm not like i'm not even that big anymore so i don't have to worry about it but like oh my god i can't even imagine what it's like for people who are like seven feet tall or like you know over 300 fucking pounds but like like just like it's so fucking annoying. Like, if you ever, and I, you know, we all do this. If you ever feel like going up to a big person and talking to them about how big they are, I pretty much guarantee you they don't want to fucking hear it anymore. Just leave them the fuck alone. I'm pretty sure they're aware of their largeness and they're probably pretty sick of the fucking, of the conversations about it. It's just like, oh dear. Or if you feel physically threatened by a person, just get away from that person. Don't go up and start trying to tell them how big and scary and tough you are. Or start telling them about how much you can lift when you were younger. I promise you they don't give a flying fuck. And it won't have the, um, it'll have, not only will it not have the desired effect, it'll have the complete opposite effect. Because now you've just taken a regular person just trying to enjoy their life to like being really irritated by this small, small person. And I, and, and I don't mean physically small, I mean mentally small. And those people can come in any fucking size, shape, gender, color, whatever. People that just feel threatened. And it can happen, um, it can happen, um, not just with physical fucking thing, but like, uh, men mental, uh, mental, <laughs> mental toughness. I can't get the fucking word. Intelligence. Holy shit. I don't, I don't have the problem with sounding too intelligent anymore. But actually, I used to, um, because I my, my whole thing with competition is I don't I don't want to deal with anyone's fucking egos. I don't want to deal with in any situation. Like fuck, like I just was giving you examples of or I don't know if you gave any specific examples, but like even vague examples of, of just people feeling fucking in competition with you constantly just by your physical presence. But I would often just try to sound stupid. Now, uh, fuck, I don't have to try. I just sound fucking stupid. But um because I didn't want other people, their intelligence to feel threatened. But a lot of times, um, I would try to sound as intelligent as possible. It's all who you're around, right? Like, um, and then I, I would be like, I, I, you know, you hang around like really intelligent people. I was like constantly humbled and I felt stupid as fuck no matter, and I was trying to hide my stupidity. But around really dumb fucking people, or at least, you know, well, every, you know, there's different types of intelligence, you know, there's like fucking preparing lawnmower intelligence <laughs> just like fuck but anyway some of the most intelligent people you'll ever fucking meet like crazy crazy intelligent people can't even deal with regular fucking life so i mean 
you gotta find the fucking balance and like what you're uh, what you're good at, what you're capable of. And uh, fuck, I'm all over the place. Where the fuck was I? Um, oh yeah. So one thing I love about like working out at the gym, for example, or even like any sort of self improvement, or one thing I loved about work. Like, I used to have little competitions with myself. And then I didn't have to deal with anyone's bullshit fucking attitude or ego or whatever the fuck. Um, I would just, like, I would put up, like, a case a minute. And then i put up two cases a minute. Then I'd see how many cases I could get up per minute. Like, I'm talking about throwing stock on the shelf right now. But whatever the fucking job is, you just fucking challenge yourself. It's like, and then you, you go to the gym. It doesn't matter how much people are always like, no, it's fucking nothing. I can lift way more than that. No, it's nothing. Blah, 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 blah. I never have to tell a single fucking person in the world how much I can fucking lift. I never have and I, I never want to. It's fucking, it's sad and pathetic. Because all you got to do is lift one more fucking pound than than you did the day before, the, the week before. I was assuming you're not fucking in exercise in every fucking muscle group every day. But, you know what I mean? Just say you hit your fucking uh, back muscle fucking on Wednesdays. Then the next Wednesday, you just have to add one more rep or one more pound. Sometimes even just maintaining the same fucking amount of lifting is uh, an achievement. But that's the only person you have to worry about is yourself you just have to make yourself a little and that's that's just one example weightlifting you just have to make yourself slightly slightly better or even just yeah not worse than you were the day before or the week before or whatever that's that's uh that's a beautiful fucking thing right there so you see how my podcasts were fucking absolutely wretched to begin with and now they're just so fucking good <laughs> ah shit I try to set the bar really fucking low so that I just get a little better each time. I can't promise you that's the case. I really can't. Because who the fuck am I to tell you how good or bad something is? That's one thing, <laughs> again, with the egos, man. People telling you how great they are or how good their shit is. It's like, you don't get to fucking judge that. Other people can fucking tell you. You can't tell people how cool you are, how awesome, or how how, how everyone likes you. That has got to be the cringy. I mean, when people do it jokingly, it's fucking great. But, like, when people are seriously telling you how great they are all the time, it's like, I don't fucking, I don't see a confident fucking young man. I see a scared, shitless little kid. That's not a, that's a quote from, um, ah, fuck, what the hell is that? Um, Goodwill Hunting. But anyway, yeah, that just tells me someone has some severe uh, confidence issues. They got to keep telling everyone how great they are and how good they are at shit. And it's just like your work and your deeds and yourself, you should, they should all, you should never have to tell anyone that shit, you know? That's the fucking saddest shit in the world when you have to keep telling everyone how great you are. Um, But whatever, it is what it is. And if I do that, I'm, I'm just fucking kidding. All right. <laughs> that's, that's the other thing. If you're, if you're always just joking, that is a perfect fucking shield that can protect you from ever being held accountable for anything. Ah, I was just joking. Yeah, I was just joking. <laughs> fucking like Adolf Hitler, like right before he dies. I, I don't know how to say it in German, but he's, I don't even want to try to do his accent right now, but he's just like, ah, I was just joking. I was just joking about all that guys. <laughs> And then he's just off the hook. Oh, shit. What are you going to do? I was, gonna, I was just about to start talking about that stuff. But, you know, it's a little, little, too, uh, a little too heavy for this early in the morning. Dude, stop fucking tailgating me, man. I don't give a fuck where you're going. It's not important. I promise you that. That, I can promise you. Like, you don't have fucking sirens on the top of your shit-kicking fucking hillbilly fucking manure truck. 
fucking emergency manure delivery. Ah, fuck. You know what? I know I've probably told you guys this even more than once. Probably like two, three times, but it was my favorite pun of all time. Uh, dude, I'm going to pull over. Um, ah, fuck. There was no cop in the speed trap. This fucking asshole is riding my ass. So I just fucking pulled over. Usually they fucking rip by going way too fast and I get pulled over. It doesn't happen often, but when it does, it's like, fuck you, you fucking piece of shit. I don't know. Oh, yeah, here, I'm going to give you guys some fucking uh, life advice right now. I used to fucking speed every day. And then when I moved out here, where it's all open country roads, I got pulled over like three times in like a couple weeks. And, um... I was like, holy shit. I'm like, I'm not kidding. I'm like, I'm not trying to sound funny. This is fucking stupid. <laughs> but I've never, I've been living in the GTA most of my life and I've never seen an open road. And the guy thought that was mildly amusing. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I was like, I was like, shit. Actually, the one time I was in a school zone, then he said, you can go, go as fast as you want on the country road. A week later, I got pulled over on that exact country road. I'm like, but, but your friend said. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I'll give you the fucking secret tip. Don't fucking speed and you won't get pulled over for speeding. It's not fucking worth it. I used to speed every single fucking day. Honestly, if you got to do nine or ten over just to feel like you're going a little bit faster, you can do that. But like the fucking couple of minutes you might save in a day, it's just not fucking worth it. Especially when you're on beautiful country fucking roads on a sunny morning. Like, what the fuck are you trying to get away from? Like, and it's like, if you're constantly late, fucking sort yourself out. Fucking leave earlier. Wake up a fucking few minutes earlier. I guarantee a couple minutes of sleep aren't going to mean shit. And a couple extra minutes on the fucking road aren't going to mean... Like, Jesus Christ, record a couple extra minutes of podcast. Listen to a couple extra minutes of this fucking shit if you have to. <laughs> fuck. I don't know. I, I don't understand. Like, driving is, like, my favorite part of my fucking day. Oh, I just got another a second job doing uh, driving, driving a truck. I'm really fucking excited about that. Um, but anyway, I don't understand the... the I mean, my, my whole mentality, as far as everything goes, is just completely relaxed. I'm not going to rush and fucking... I, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll move quickly when I want to, but, like, to just go through life constantly stressed and rushing and going, like, go, 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 let's fucking go. It's not worth it. Like, I'm not saying don't work hard, don't try hard, but, like, to be constantly stressed like that and fucking in such a goddamn hurry, it's it's no good. Like, you watch these guys driving, they're constantly riding their fucking brakes but it's uh, uh, because they're fucking tailgating. But aside from the wear and tear on the fucking brakes, can you imagine what that's like on the fucking nerves? I mean, we have all been there. Like, it's fucking... I used to be like that. It's just, like, constantly stressed, constantly. Like, Let's fucking go! Ah, fuck! It's... I don't know. It's not worth it. That's why, like, I, I won't do, like, a 20-minute lunch anymore. Like, if I'm going to eat, I'm going to sit down for over an hour and just really fucking relax and take my fucking time. And uh, if I'm going to drive, I'm, gonna, I'm not fucking... I'm not speeding. It's fucking stupid. It's pointless. And it, you, the, the amount you save is so fucking trivial. And, um, yeah, and then and the amount of stress you get from, like, you know, getting tickets or even just stressing about possibly getting tickets and constantly being worried, it's like, it's just not worth it. Just take that from an expert fucking in the in a in the subject. Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck! What a, what a what a beautiful day. 
Anyway, I uh, only recorded this to fucking clarify a bunch of shit I felt like I didn't. And I'll probably listen to this and be like, fuck! <laughs> Onwards and upwards, and, and, and so it goes. Alright guys, I love you. Signing off for now. And uh, yeah, this is probably the middle of an episode, so I won't say goodbye. Just uh, talk to you soon. <laughs> Listen, I want a car that's designed for me, all right? <laughs> I meant to say good morning, but <laughs> I was just looking at this vape thing I got. It looks like a fucking sextronic device. You know what's weird is I was trying not to say something stupid, and I was like, don't, I don't know what I was going to say, but sextronic was the fucking, wait, sextronic? <laughs> Electronic sexual device? Yeah, I just invented a word. That's how words get invented. I was going to say inventory, and holy fuck, I'm tired. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. But, like, the designs of fucking vehicles. Like, what the fuck is going on with that shit? It's like they got the guys who designed, like, spaceships in, like, fucking 1970s fucking sci-fi films. And they're like, you, get out of that fucking dumpster. Get that fucking bag of garbage out of your mouth. We got a job for you. You want? We want you to design all of our fucking vehicles, because that's what we want our vehicles to all look like. Fucking these weird, fucking futuristic, yet somehow fucking out of date. Fucking like, I don't know. I don't know. Like all everything's got to be rounded and shit. And it's like, whatever happened to a nice strong box? You know what I mean? Like the fucking. Um, like the Chrysler 300, you know, it's a nice fucking, it's nice and squared off, or like the fucking Silverado, it's nice and squared shit. It's like, I, I don't know, I don't know, it's hard to explain, I'm not exactly uh, doing the best with my words today, <laughs> but I'm very offended at the sight of most fucking vehicles. Even the fucking Hummer, what the fuck happened to that? That was a military vehicle. Now it's like you pay an absolute goddamn fortune for this fucking fruity ass fucking soccer mom mobile and it's like what the fuck what's going on here fuck I almost crashed off the side of the fucking road I'm so upset <laughs> ah shit yeah so anyway I wanted to I want a car that's designed for me now at this point it's like the fucking the look of a vehicle is luxury I fucking uh, I fucking going to have to forego I'll drive anything if I ever get another vehicle. But, I'll still be offended at the sight of other vehicles. I will still judge them. You know what's come a long way is this fucking new Tundra. Or, I don't know what the fuck new is. But, uh, they they did a, they were doing a real shit job. It was like, kind of like the store brand fucking Dodge Ram. Now they got more of like a store brand, like, uh, sort of Silverado. But it's like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, when you're poor and it's like you want to fuck them. You want to box them. Fruit Loops, and you get the fucking generic, uh, like, rainbow-colored fucking hoops of fruit or some stupid shit, and instead of Toucan Sand, there's, like, a fucking blue polar bear, and you're just, like, so fucking sad, because you just know that just means you're really poor, because all the kids at school tell you, ah, oh, look at this fucking loser, what'd you have for breakfast, huh? Fucking 
fruit circles, you'd fucking fruit circle. Back then you could say things like that, you know, it was a more permissive but very cruel time to be alive. <laughs> oh man, I love this concept that you're not allowed to say anything offensive anymore. It's like, there is like a shred of validity to that, but it's just like, it's such a fucking small group of fucking people that have so little of actual real amount of power. It's just this idea that we all love where we're part of a better fucking time. It's like nobody's been protesting fucking all along about getting fucking upset about everything like that. That's all brand new. That didn't, that hasn't been going on for fucking decades and decades and actually fucking since the dawn of mankind. But whatever it's it's the same as the old uh yeah nobody wants to work like what the fuck are you talking about nobody ever really wanted to fucking work you know every but people do and it's just like to act like oh it's every fucking 10 years some fucking person's like my generation worked hard and no one else ever did and it's like yeah and i'm sure your parents have the same shit and everyone's been saying that for, since the dawn of time the truth of the matter is is there's fucking hard workers and lazy people everywhere throughout all ages and it's like, it's just, it's all fucking circumstantial. It's its the dumbest fucking idea to imagine yourself from this fucking super group of humans. And it's just like, you listen to these people who are like, oh, you know, I had a fucking house when I was 20. It's like, yeah, like who the fuck had the option to have a house when they were 20? It's like, nah, I'd rather not. <laughs> it's like, I work, you know, it's like, what did you do? You work fucking 40 hours a week? And you had a house and two cars and a cottage and it's like and now your kids are working 60 hours a week and he still lives at home and you're like what a lazy fuck like <laughs> it's like oh dear it's painful it's painful you know what else is great is the whole there's the other the one one of the my fucking favorites is there's nobody working in the trades because young people don't want to do this work anymore have you has anyone been to a fucking trade school that's the end of this fucking joke. That's the punchline of this fucking joke. And that's what it is. It's actually just a really stupid fucking thing that the idiots fucking say because they, they like the sound of it. That it, it all goes part and parcel. It's related to this fucking well, young people don't want to work. Trade schools are full of fucking chumps like me who believed this shit, who thought they were just going to get a hundred grand a year in some fucking trade because it was empty. It's like, why don't you fucking drive around in, 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 in reality? And it's like, Every other fucking vehicle is a goddamn fucking some HVAC company, and they're out on the road all day, every fucking day. It's just like, do you have heat? Do you have air conditioning? Do you have fucking hot water? How the fuck did you think that happened? If nobody's working in these trades, how the fuck did you think that happened? Like, <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. Because people will ruin their entire fucking lives based on this fucking bullshit about, oh, you gotta go to a good school, you gotta go to college, and it's like, okay, you might have to pay to get your fucking ticket, but you can pay exponentially, or a more, or the other cliche fucking that people wanna believe is, you get what you pay for. You, that, there's so many exceptions to that fucking rule, it kinda, it's completely self-defeating. Cause you can pay, you know, $1,000 for a gas license or $20,000 for a gas license. And believe me, no one will fucking stop you. You can fucking pay a hundred grand. Fuck. You know what I mean? And if you believe that you're gonna get a hundred grand a year for that fucking license, if you truly believe that shit, you'll do anything to get it. Anyway, the college I went to in Rexdale there, over by the Humber River, I won't say which college it is because I don't want to get in any more trouble with those guys. 
it operates just like the fucking casino there. Well, it's like a racetrack, but it's the exact same principle. They dangle a carrot of fucking prosperity in front of fucking desperate chumps, and you fucking give them everything you got, and they'll just tell you to go fuck yourself. And I'm telling you, it's like, that's the exact same fucking, and it's fucking absolute extortion. The way they can take advantage of fucking kids, like teenagers, they're allowed to loan shark fucking money. They even changed the fucking uh, bankruptcy laws so that, that fucking, uh, these guys could never be fucking saved from this fucking soul crushing debt. I'm always listening to these fucking uh, motivational guys. And the thing is, is I just need to be motivated to do more in my life. But I, and most people just want to get rich. I don't want to get rich. I don't. I already got way more than I'll ever fucking need. Like, yeah, I understand how uh, money can make life a little easier. But regardless, anyone who knows me knows I don't want to be fucking rich. I find way too much fucking high moral ground in being fucking poor, or at least fucking. Uh, you know, I gotta stay under the fucking. Uh, I gotta stay a blue collar guy because that's how I define my personality. <laughs> no, I mean also I I reject materialism because I fucking truly uh, know how stressful it is to have materials. Regardless, why the fuck am I always preaching about this show? Oh yeah, yeah. So anyway, I listen to other people preach, and I listen to these guys, <laughs> and there's some really, really great fucking motivational speakers. But um, yeah, so many of them are just trying to tell you how to get rich, and it's like I don't want to get rich. Fuck you, man. Just motivate me so I can get more done in the day, and it, and it really does work. I'm not gonna, you know what? It wears off, so you got to keep listening to this shit. Keep, uh, we don't, I don't really watch the videos so much. The thing that pisses me off is a lot of these guys that are like, just actors get on there and like, I don't give a fuck about actors. Like, what are you guys doing? Playing pretend? Fuck, yeah, we all did that when we were kids. I don't need to hear some fucking actor tell me how to fuck, you know what I mean? I like guys like, like you know, Jocko fucking whatever the fuck, or like David Goggins is my favorite. Um, you know, these guys, they suffered and struggled and they fucking, they overcame all kinds of crazy physical and, and mental feats. You know what I mean? They didn't fucking act in a goddamn movie and make millions of dollars and fucking, you know what I mean, have all their fucking servants and shit do everything. Or some of these fucking guys that like made it in the tech world or whatever. It's like, why am I listening to these guys? I don't want to be a fucking tech guy. You know, like I could fucking lift every single day heavy shit. And I do. And I always fucking will until I can't stand up anymore. Because that's how I choose to live my life. Nothing hurts my back more sitting at a fucking computer. Now, I do want to get back to writing, but that's for my own personal fucking thing. I don't want to get rich from it, and I don't want to make it into a business. Regardless, these fucking tech wieners get on there. This one guy, I thought he was a teenager, because he sounds like a very angsty little fucking wiener guy, and he's like, he's getting so worked up. At, he's getting so angry at these imaginary people um, that aren't even, like, you know what I mean, just these straw fucking people. And one thing he's talking about is this fucking fake scenario where all these people were pulled, all these guys, these men were pulled, and they were like, what would you do if some, guy, if some guy came up and spit in your wife's face? And then he talks about all these more fake people from the fake survey that these guys had said, like, you know, I try to understand what, you know, was going on with this guy or like forgive him or something. And um, he was like, I'd be in fucking jail for murder because I'd fucking kill the guy. Yeah. And it's like, dude, sit down, chill the fuck out. He's trying to say that like all guys are pussies except for him. And it's just like, you're getting fucking worked up. You're getting your little fucking feathers ruffled 
over an imaginary fucking survey, over an imaginary fucking scenario, even in the survey it's hypothetical, even if it ever did happen, over this imaginary fucking guy that you're gonna murder because he spit in your imaginary wife's face? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, okay, you gotta look at it in the positive though. This guy has so little real life problems that he has to make up apparitions and get fuming mad at them. And this is how so many of us live our lives. We've got so little to worry about. We've got to go on the internet and be like, meh, meh. <laughs> I just love it. I'm like, this guy can have all the money in the world and he's still fucking so riled up. He still feels so small and weak that he has to fucking try so hard to act tough. And it's like, Jesus Christ. Is that what success is? Is that what money will fucking get you? I don't fucking want that shit. If you got to constantly tell people how tough you are, you're probably not that fucking tough. If you gotta tell people how hard of a worker you are, you're probably not that working that fucking hard. Your work should speak for itself. That being said though, and this goes back to my financial advice fucking blog. Um, oh, I actually found my blog, it's pretty awful. Um, so I'm not gonna fucking tell you guys where it is. <laughs> actually, I think I linked it to this account. I don't know, fuck. Uh, it's just really, it would work better like a lot of these things are like so many of these uh things I, I set up were it was all based on the the one it's called like reviews or whatever no i don't even think it's sorted properly but it was just like a sarcastic fucking line from um uh, curb your enthusiasm when uh, jeff green's making fun of the no fly zone underwear it doesn't have a fly zone. And he's like, who is this product? Oh, fuck, I can't even do Jeff Green's voice. He's like, who is this product for? Hello, I'm a man. I'm a man, I need some man's underwear and I have a vagina. So I was just like sarcastically fucking uh, reviewing everything that like pissed me off. I find sarcasm is a good tool to deal with anger. <laughs> Wait, what does he say in um, anger management? Sarcasms. Ah, fuck, I don't want to butcher it, Jack Nicholson. Sarcasm is anger's ugly cousin or something. I don't fucking know. That's a really good movie. I mean, Adam Sandler's god awful um, because he's just not funny. Unfortunately, he did. He got all his funny out in his first couple, Billy Madison, and then kind of Peter Knob. You can see where he switched in Billy Madison from being funny to uh, Happy Gilmore, where he started his transition into becoming uh, the most awesome guy in the world. It's like if you ever talk to a musician, they'll always tell you that they'll put out a love song and it's like super cheesy and they just put out this song so they get piles and piles of ass from girls that are like, oh my God, and because they can tell like every single girl, oh, I wrote this song about you, blah, 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 right? So it is what it is. Adam Sandler started doing that with his movies. I mean, the guy is wildly successful. He's really fucking good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not trying to uh, take anything away from the guy because you know, <laughs> Because <laughs> my shit talking to him really fucking, I'm sure, has an effect. But the way the guy writes every single role is he's the biggest, toughest, most badass guy, but he's got a heart of gold and he's super sweet. And he's the, like, he's just completely flawless. Just the most all ultimate guy in the world. And it's like, uh, he's everything except for actually funny. <laughs> but anyway, he's got enough funny friends and, uh, you know, whatever, good for him, man. He's obviously very successful. I would never want to be that successful. And honestly, that sounds like a thing an unsuccessful guy would say to justify his lack of success. Um, and uh, it's like 10% that. But honestly, everyone in my life 
is, is in my life or, or whatever is connected to me because of me and vice versa. I've never wanted fucking anything from anyone and I couldn't offer shit to anybody. So it's pretty clear that any of my friends or loved ones are, are just there because purely because of you know nothing that I can offer them. As soon as you become rich or famous or powerful in any position, you have to second guess constantly. Well, you don't have to. But it's like, you'll never know for sure who's your friend because they actually care about you, who loves you because they actually do, or they just want something from you. You know what I mean? And if you're really rich or whatever, then yeah, people are gonna like kidnap your kids and shit, so you can never feel fully safe. If you're really rich and famous, you can't fucking go out and be along regular fucking people. Like any one of us who's lived in a small town, or even if you live in a neighborhood, people act like, uh, one thing I loved about uh, when I moved, first moved to Toronto, the big city, I loved the anonymity. Because I hated that everywhere I went, people were like, oh, what is this guy up to? And if they can't find out something, they'll make something up just so they have something to talk about. I'll never keep, I'll never keep repeating this and stop, oh, look, baby moon cows. I love these little guys. These little baby moon cows, these brown and black ones pretty sure these little motherfuckers get eaten, but uh, them and the Longhorns are along this route, and I just, I never get tired of seeing the moon cows. I love those fuckers. Anyway, um, yeah, and and just to live in an area where people are constantly watching you, constantly judging you, like, I can't even imagine what it is for religious people. I hope I cut out all that shit I've said about religion before, because I don't want to get in any trouble. <laughs> Especially with any religious fanatics. But it's like, I saw an ad for like a fucking a home uh, monitoring system with like cameras and shit that like monitor your kids so you can like constantly watch them or whatever and it's just like I can't even imagine the psychological effect on those fucking kids to constantly be feeling watched and judged but then it's like I remember yeah you live in a small town it's just like everywhere you go you know that the people are like watching and judging you and they're going to make up shit and then they're going to start gossiping and then they're going to you know report back and it's like, you know what I mean? I remember getting in trouble with shit that didn't even fucking happen. Because, I, like, and I can never stress this enough, is people with nothing to fucking do are the worst fucking people on the planet. Those are the absolute most dangerous fucking toxic goddamn people. Because they got nothing to live for. They got nothing to do. So you become their source of entertainment. You become their source of fucking, uh, like, life fulfillment. And unfortunately... This people who can't occupy themselves are usually pretty fucking simple, and uh, the go-to is shit talking. That's what most of us do. What am I doing right now? Shit talking, right? I'm I'm getting mad at them now. These imaginary fucking people. I'll fucking I'll go to jail for murder. Cause I'll fucking kill them all. And he spit in my imaginary wife's face. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's uh, that's that's what these people are like. And I I mean. I'm not going to point out anyone specifically. I don't give a shit enough to remember exactly who it was. I just remember this occurring a lot. And it still does all the time. So, I don't know. And then and then people will put all their shit online. And then and then people start talking shit. They're like, I don't know why they would do that. It's just like, why did you put all your shit online? Fuck. Like me, I was just walking around minding my own business. And people started getting in my shit. Like every single day, I got like, there's people on my fucking street just sitting there watching and it's like you can feel the eyes on you, and it's uncomfortable, but, I, you know, you learn to live with it. Um, but then someone even confirmed, it was funny the way they confirmed it, too. This old lady's just like, yeah, we we watch everything. Oh, if someone, um, you know, is going to break into a car or whatever, then, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. You know, we, we're always watching. She's like, but you got to lock your car. So it's like, 
you just confirm that you're fucking watching everyone all the time, but it has no effect because we still have those cars are still getting robbed, you fucking homo. Oh, God. It's just like, give me a fucking break. <laughs> I'd honestly rather my car get robbed every fucking night and uh, not be watched. I'd rather me and the fucking thieves, just thieves, have fucking... Uh, have some goddamn privacy at this point it's just like fuck me it's just like to constantly be watched so yeah i was i was saying yeah i can only imagine what it's like for like a person that actually believes in religion to be constant feel constantly watched and judged to not even have a single action that's your own without worrying constantly about being fucking judged or going to hell or whatever even the thoughts in your head even having the wrong thought can send you straight to fucking eternal fucking torture. And it's just like, I don't know. That seems kind of stressful. I'm already fucking stressed out enough. And, uh, ah, what are you going to do? Anyway, I was, uh, I was kind of hell-bent on making these a little more funny and upbeat. Um, <laughs> but not, uh... I'll try to think of more funny shit. I was feeling really upbeat this morning. I don't know what the fuck happened. But, yeah, whatever. What are you going to do? So that's my review on gossip in fucking uh, small towns. And, and and in neighborhoods, too. People are like, oh, fucking city. It's not like a small town. Everyone that lives in a city is horrible. But it's just like, and everyone lives in a small town is a good person? Like, shut the fuck up. That's another stupid fucking thing that people say. It's just like, ugh. I don't know. It's just so stupid. It's like people are people. Wherever the fuck they are. Yeah, when they're jammed together, they get on each other's nerves. And that's whether it's in a house or an apartment or in a city or in a fucking wherever. It's just like... But if anything, people get jammed together. They, a lot of times we'll learn to live harmoniously. and Learn to work as a fucking group. Like, uh, rather than spread out and be like completely egocentric. And just like, yeah, I'm the most important. Like, me first. I'm the most important. I don't give a fuck about anyone else sort of shit. Like, I don't know. There's a lot of ups and downs there. There's a lot to unpack. I had one guy debate with me saying that um, that overpopulation is absolutely 100% not a thing. And I was just a horrible demon for thinking that. And it's just like, oh my God, buddy. Like, have you ever lived in a house? I feel like I've already said this already, but it's just like... Uh, have you ever lived in a house with more than like a couple people? Have you ever had to share a room or share a bed or share a bathroom, share a kitchen with people? With anyone, even let alone the fucking nasty slobs you usually end up having to share a thing with. And then, if you have a fucking roommate or whatever that's not a fucking gross slob, then you realize, oh fuck, I'm a fucking gross slob and I'm making this person's life a living hell. But it's just like, I don't know. This guy was just so hell-bent on debating me. Nah, you know, he, he tried his best. Then he started, I don't know, it, it, just, it just got worse from there. And it, it just went on and on and on. And, I, and then I was just trying to give him examples of, like, being overcrowded and how it makes things more difficult. And he's just like, no, no. And I was just like, oh, yeah, this, I remember why I brought this up before. Because it was just like how the uh, plot of Idiocracy is way too realistic to just... Uh, dismiss about how like the dumbest fucking people breed the most and it's just like that is I don't know that's just something that occurs I mean it's uh you've got fucking the survival of the fit is completely overridden by technology and social programs I mean and I'm not saying that's good or bad but 
I will say it's just like it's not the strongest, the fittest, or the fucking smartest anymore. It's the fucking uh, whoever has the most kids. Now it's not just fucking dumbass fucking people, but it's like a lot, a lot of intelligent people are not having kids, especially where it's overpopulated. And then like you know, every once in a while you get some smart, responsible, fucking good people that have kids, and it's a fucking miracle. But very rarely do they have fucking ten of them. Now, you know, that is what it is. Ah, uh, you know. But, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. It's not like this is, or we can act like this is all fucking brand new and none of this shit's ever happened before. Because it makes us feel special, I guess. But again, it's like we always, I say we, because I do this too. I know I do it. It's like we assign ourselves to a fucking, a, a group that's superior to another. And it's just like, it's just like the manufacturing thing. Like, oh, you know, things were made better in my day. Like, what the fuck is your day, you know? Like, you know, what What did you manufacture? What exactly do you think I'm manufacturing poorly? It's like, I have no money, and everything I fucking own is given to me for free. So, because I, I, I don't like to buy new things, because, well, I never, I, I can't afford them, but also it's just like, it's always people buying new things complaining, and it's just like, you're blaming what, me for the throwaway society? Like, I try to fucking buy as little shit as possible all the fucking time. And what I do like to buy is consumables and then recycle the fucking refuse. I don't like to fucking... I, and the other thing is, is, like, people gotta embrace the throwaway society. Stop getting unhealthily attached to fucking material items. Like, fuck, yeah, it sucks having to replace your stuff more often, but also, it's fucking way less stressful to not have to worry about something so much that you can replace... Like, fuck, the throwaway society has existed since the dawn of mankind. This fucking hanging on to fucking possessions, that's very fucking new. That's like, you know what I mean? That's like a couple of centuries. It's like, it's not fucking, like, all of civilization was just like, you fucking, you know, everything is goddamn replaceable. Fucking, I don't know. That, like, you know what I mean? This, this uh, hanging on to fucking material things. This is how hoarding fucking happens. This is how people get houses full of fucking junk. See, even people hoard in their vehicles, man. Like, they can't even see through the fucking dashboard because they got so much fucking junk. And what that is, is that, um, you know, me being the fucking expert on this, is what happens is, is you go without something and then you get that fear. That fear of not having enough. That fear of, of, of being without something. And, um, I'll notice this with a lot of guys with work because you, if you run out of something on a job, it's a fucking nightmare because your entire fucking life is going back and forth to a warehouse or to a hardware store or whatever. That's every fucking trade and it sucks. It fucking sucks. Your whole day is wasted fucking going back and forth, going back and forth, back and forth. Um, so you want to make sure you're well stocked and some guys, they get so afraid of being out of something that they start overstocking and overstocking and overstocking and hoarding and piling up this shit and it's the exact same principle and this can happen through generations it's like at some point you were poor and went without and you felt like so like you needed something so fucking badly and so then you overcompensate by or there's other shit missing in your life so you overcompensate by buying junk because you think it brings you happiness or comfort or stability or whatever you know we do it with food and groceries i like it i like doing it I, like um or anytime you're drinking, you know, what's more stressful than like, you, you start drinking, you really, you and your buddies really get your drink on, you find out there's like six beers left in the fridge, 
You're like, oh fuck, and then that panic sets in. So every time after that, you, you get like 10 fucking two fours because you're just like, fuck, I don't ever want to feel that again. I mean, <laughs> the other thing is, is your brain plays this awesome trick on you that um, where you're like, okay, well, if two, three, maybe six beers made me feel great, whatever it is to get you to that nice buzz, um, you know what I mean? It always varies from person to person, and it varies per person. It, it, there's many circumstances in your life that will dictate how much alcohol um, gives you a good buzz. The other thing is uh, people who define their manliness by how much alcohol they can drink or how much food they can eat or how whatever fucking pissing contest you get get into. I don't know. <laughs> Those are amusing. But anyway, um, your, what your brain does is like, wow, if one fucking, or sorry, if three beers made me feel good and then five beers made me feel great, 500 beers is going to make me feel 500 times better. It's like, nope. All you should have done was either cut yourself off or just sip on a drink to maintain that one wonderful buzz because all you're doing is you're just getting fucking worse and worse and sicker and stupider and sloppier and you're just making the hangover worse the next day. You're making the decisions more and more regrettable. You're going to say even dumber shit and it's like for some reason that's just, and that's not new, that's not recent, that's centuries, centuries, thousands of fucking years actually, ancient Egyptians had fucking alcohol. Like, I mean, this this is just something we do. The other thing is, like, oh, alcohol, or sorry, life fucking sucks, it's rough, let's escape it for a bit. And any substance or fucking whatever is just a temporary escape from that. You know, and whether it's alcohol, drugs, or fucking, uh, you know, movies, or fucking video games, it's like, we all need a fucking break from reality. It's just moderation. Moderation is the key for all that. But uh, I like that one quote. I don't remember who it's from. I remember Mark Pollan saying it, but I don't think it's his quote. Um, it's uh, everything in moderation, including moderation. Because some people over-moderate. Like, it's like, sometimes you just get such a reward from denying yourself some things. It's like, it's like the satisfaction of conquering something that was ruling your life, like any addiction. Like, I've quit smoking like a hundred fucking times, and it's like, it got to the point where I just got, I think I was enjoying so much conquering that fucking horrible vice that I got addicted to quitting smoking. That's not my quote, but it's like, it's a fun, it's, you know, it's kind of like a paradox. Um, that's, uh, yeah, but anyway, I wanted to go out on a kind of high note here, or not high note, seeing as I'm talking about addictions, oh, God, actually, I need some coffee, that's my, that's one of my favorite addictions, it's actually a really great antidepressant, but you gotta think of, okay, this is another thing, I didn't come up with this theory, and I'm sure even the guy who said it to me, this fucking guy, my brother said this to me, he's like, anytime you do any substance that's gonna make you feel happy, you gotta pay that back with interest, well, no, I'm being broader, I think he was talking about specific, whatever it was, but I'll, I'll say caffeine is like that, because it'll just pull you out of whatever you're in, and I've already told you guys how caffeine works on a molecular level. The Lord only knows how I actually butchered that explanation. But the, the synopsis, the synopsis, the, um, the summary of that is that caffeine doesn't give you energy. It just creates a situation in your brain where you can produce energy. And it tricks you into telling you're tired. So you produce your own energy. The metaphor, the metaphor, the fucking, the, the take home 
what you should take away from that is that you have that energy in you all the fucking time. And it's like, we can push ourselves way beyond what we think. Like, we have all this adrenaline stored. It's like, I don't know if you guys ever been in, a, in an emergency situation where you get like super strength, super speed, super like whatever. Eventually it wears off and then it like sh you, you go into shock because it hurts so bad because your body's responding to an emergency situation so you just go fucking crazy anyway but then you gotta again even in that situation you gotta pay it back so i don't know i don't know what to say about that should you push yourself beyond your fucking limits absolutely um but you gotta draw a line somewhere i mean if you're hurting yourself like i i i, I kept fucking running even though i was hurting myself to the point where i could barely even fucking walk because I was just so determined not to give up, right? And that's that's where it becomes destructive. Um, actually, that show, Strange Addiction, there was this guy that wouldn't stop doing, like, extreme cycling. Like, he couldn't even fucking walk. He was just so obsessed with extreme cycling. It's so fucked up what people get addicted to. That's the point of the show. Every once in a while, though, it's nice to look at people that are more fucked than us and just be like, ah, you're fucked. You know, and, and just feel better. Um, it is what it is. You know, if someone's going to be totally fucked, what's the point if, if other people aren't going to take pleasure in that? <laughs> I mean, the guy's going to be totally fucked anyway. Should we not fucking revel in that? Uh, yeah, so... Oh, yeah, the, I think I finished the thought. It was already fucking pretty obvious that any time you feel good, you got to pay that back it comes time to pay the piper. And if you're using substances to feel even better, a lot of times you realize, like, oh yeah, you know, I need this substance to feel good. It's just like, do you though? It's like, you know, it's like, yeah, certain things can make things better. And I'm not denying that whatsoever, but it's just like, if you can't really be happy without fucking some kind of fucking substance or kind of some kind of stupid fucking material object, it's like, are you ever truly happy? Like, you gotta fix what's going on in your fucking head. It's like when I was, uh, any, any fucking, uh, grocery store or whatever, any place I've worked at where it's just like the warehouse is a fucking mess or the back of the shelves are a fucking mess. It will always be reflected to the front. No matter how pretty you make the front look, eventually you're going to see that back all fucked up. And if your warehouse is a fucking mess, eventually that will bleed out onto the floor. It'll bleed. It's, it's, um, I'm trying to use this as a metaphor because I, I think of my brain as a warehouse. My warehouse, my brain is like a warehouse full of thoughts that's such a fucking mess where I got all this old useless shit that I can access, no fucking problem. It's all there, but I can't get to the important stuff because it's so disorganized and it's a fucking muddled mess. It's a perfect uh, metaphor, really. But then again, I'm using a fucking broken brain to make the metaphor and to, to analyze it, so who the fuck am I to tell you? Um, but yeah, eventually all that shit comes forward. If, you, if, if it's a mess inside your head, then you, nothing, you know what I mean? You can't be comfortable anywhere. You know, you gotta be comfortable inside your own head. Like, home is a psychological state. It's not a physical fucking place. And it's like, you gotta live inside your head. Yeah, you can find comfort with others. Or you can become completely disassociated from them. Regardless, you have to fucking learn to be happy in your own fucking head. So, that's what uh, I'm trying to do. I'm sorry if that's not uh, amusing enough or uh, entertaining enough, but it is what it is. You know what? Someone should have answered 
my call this morning, and I would have saved you guys all from this. No, I would have saved all but one. I like to think of myself like uh, Fraser Crane, where he's gone. I think I just said this recently. I'm really sorry about the repeat. It's like a rerun, but it's just like my thoughts playing through again and again. I usually blame the person I'm talking to because my brain will go into that uh, automated robot mode where it just has these pre, like these, like certain words or, or thoughts will trigger a certain response. And it's like, I'm really sorry if I keep giving some of the same fucking thing, but it's like, no, that's your fault. It's your fault because you're triggering the exact same thought over and over and over again. But anyway, that was just a joke. Um, not a good one. Not a good one. No one promised you a fucking good quality, so go fuck yourselves. I pretty much promised the opposite of that all the fucking time. This goes back to when I was a little kid. I used to really be stressed out about because I was lazy as fuck as a kid. Um, I was smart, but I was lazy, which is terrible. You know, now I'm the opposite. I work hard, but I'm dumb as fuck. <laughs> um, you see how that works, right? But anyway, what I would do is I'd, tell, I'd start feeling all down and sad, and I'd tell my mom, I was really, really stressed out about this upcoming report card. And it got to the point where she was, uh, she was comforting me, and, I, and then by the time the, the report card showed up, it's a piece of shit, I didn't even fucking try. And then my mom sees it, and then she's like, it's not so bad, it's not so bad, Ron, she's comforting me. Now that's just taking advantage of my mother's love for her favorite son. What, what the hell is that? Am I supposed to be proud of that? But no, that's a form of manipulation that you learn young. You just set people's, uh, you set people up so that I, I can't, no fucking idea why I brought that up. I don't know what it was related to. Um, oh, yeah, that's why I keep saying my podcast is shit. So you guys will be like, oh, it's not so bad. It's not so bad. Right? That's it. I just remember that. I hit pause, but it only took me like 10 seconds to remember that. I'm very proud of myself. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, yeah, the Fraser Crane thing. I think I already said this, but um, it was... I have a real hard time finishing a thought. I have to go to work in 30 seconds, so let me try to be quick. He's um, he's on his way to a parade they're throwing in his honor, and they're celebrating... Oh, is it a parade? Or it's a big festival he's supposed to speak at. They're, they're honoring him and, and naming a day after him in Seattle, Fraser Crane Day. Anyway, um, it's a whole thing of him trying to get there, and then uh, he gets in this cab, and he's giving this guy, like he's actually being a psychiatrist to him, he's listening to him and trying to give him advice or whatever. And um, he finally gets him there, and then he's like, you know what, they can wait. I just want to listen to you or whatever. I can't remember how he phrases it. But it's so moving that, you know, he'd make an entire city wait while he listens to this one guy, you know. And uh, I try to think of myself like that every time I talk to one of you guys. I'm like, my entire public can go on hold as if everyone's waiting around for my next uh, <laughs> podcast. I'm like, it, it, it's funny to me because, uh, like, I'm not exaggerating when I say there's, like, five people listening, but <laughs> if I've talked to one of you guys, that's five times the attention, I'm not going to be able to do math for you, but you, you get what I'm saying, I'm giving you 500%, alright, rather than, uh, or uh, you could look at it the other way, if you're listening to this, I'm only giving you 20% of what I'd be giving you if we were having a one-on-one -on -one conversation. My problem is, too, is I don't listen enough, though, so I'm no Fraser Crank, it's just slow because I'm listening, and, uh, 
I talk too much. I need to listen more. Alright, I'm uh, done talking for now. I love you guys. Be well. Thank you.